When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Collectors Club with Bryce, Michael, and Ivy. I know a story of high strangeness or two. <laughs> Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson. And back in the virtual clubhouse, the one, the only super producer, Riley Bray. Oh, hooray, hooray. Riley's back, and I know we missed you, and I know. You were the missed. Club Scouts missed you. And I missed you so much. Felt oh. weird to not be doing the show every week for a couple of weeks. It was bizarre. It's very strange. And then the pressure's yeah. on me to act like an engineer. And I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing. So, <laughs> well, listen, we want to catch up with Riley, but I thought it would be good to just jump into some little clubhouse business up front. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna dive into where Riley's been. Uh Everyone, I want to let you know it's officially Dark December. Okay? This is a theme I came up with in about five seconds. I wasn't sure what it meant when I came up with it. But all month long here on the regular feed, we're going to be doing some spooky, dark, wintry stories and experiences. Of high strangeness, okay? Great, okay. I like Ooh, it. What could that mean? Little tease for you. Um, and I'm it's all this. gonna culminate with our Dark December Clubhouse live stream on oh, Saturday, cool. December 16th. That's just around the corner on popsylounge.com. You can get tickets right now at popsylounge.com. Click the link in the show notes to this. Click the link tree in our Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club. You've got to be following us over there. That's where the whole visual part of the show exists. Um, and then, of course, there will be a uh, an additional VIP pass if you want to have a virtual VIP. <laughs> With Bryce Riley after the show, the dark, the (laughs) darkest VIP. So uh, yeah, we got a show. Our darkest live stream yet, everyone. (laughs) It's our darkest live yet. It's right around the corner. In fact, I believe as you're listening, no, it's still a week and a half away. This will be out on the sixth. Around the corner. It's on the sixteenth. Ten days. You got ten days. Speaking of right around the corner, we have a BCC emergency. That oh. of the not not so fun kind. No. Bryce, this is news to you because you li- you missed our last <laughs> business oh, meeting. Yeah. Um, the merch shop, our fine folks who run the merch shop, are closing it down. No, this is <laughs> out of our control. We have nothing to do with this. But SCP, the people who make our merch, 
they're shutting things down. Okay, uh. it's not just affecting our show; it's affecting some other shows on the Q Code Network. Man. Um, I don't want to say it's everyone's fault who's listening because I don't think it is. But <laughs> if I will say this: if you have been holding out on getting any merch, like the glow in the dark hoodie or uh. a- anything. Um, get on it now. I think yeah. as when I this could use, episode- I could use one of those. I bought one of those for my little brother. I I don't have one. I, I you, man. Let me say, I think it closes on Friday. So wow. Okay, that's good to know. As, your, that's as this episode comes yeah. out, so get on it, Club Scouts. Dang. Uh, okay. Because here's the thing: Will we have merch? Yes. Yeah, Do yeah, we, we know will. where that merch shop is? going to be set up as no. we discuss <laughs> we this do not. with you we don't so um get your merch now if you want it and i still think there's some time left to get it before the holidays so yeah okay jump great. on it it's do out it, of guys. our control it's yeah. out of our control okay Man. okay i Good need done. to replace my hoodie pam stole mine on tour she did oh. she wore it <laughs> oh i'm in so glad she probably I just great to keep it. it i was like you've worn this the whole time it's yours now that's awesome okay riley we need to order <laughs> yeah, our glow in the dark bigfoot collectors yeah. club hoodies and club scouts you do too Listen, before friday mm-hmm. i have one it's the one merch of mine that i will wear publicly shamelessly because it is very comfortable so and good. i love well, the design i hate yeah. to see i don't know what the inner workings are but i hate to see small businesses going out of business i i, I wish them well and you know what we'll find a new merch dealer and we'll get the best bigfoot collectors club merch to you guys i think they're okay i just think our oh. merch shop is <laughs> I think not we're okay. i think we're oh. the small business i think that's we're the small scenario. business getting shut down Bryce. <laughs> yeah. so feel bad for us hey i have a glass half full type of guy yeah, I, I, love it. I, I appreciate love it, it. um <laughs> We will have future merch. We just haven't figured it out yet and probably won't until 2024. Okay, let's kick things off by checking in with our Club Scouts who have been leaving us five-star reviews on Amazon per Riley's request. This is an easy way to help get the show to, uh, you know, more people. More exposure equals more people. So I got to say, y'all have been showing up. We have some real novels being written over on our amazon uh podcast page so please keep them coming some of them are too long to read on the show riley who is our five-star club scout of the week well this week it's matt meeseek oh we love matt we got five out of five stars and the subject of the review is better than aqua and haunted house uh reviewed in the united states on november 18th 2023 so, we've all been to both Aqua and Haunted House. Sure, the deck, trap doors, and Kim Kardashian getting her head taken off are cool, but how many of us have access to Club Bryce? As a day one listener, I always get asked by my doctor how I get into Club Bryce. He always begs to go with me, and when my heart rate spikes from 1 a.m. dip-ins, I tell him I was just masturbating. Little does he know I dip in twice a week for the regular feed, and the Patreon Cosmeteer level access really makes for an epic night. Anyway, if you can give these guys a listen and follow your party life and enjoyment, we'll greatly increase love these three. That is what I'm talking about. That's Matt. what we're talking about. The nonsensical Amazon reviews <laughs> yeah, just, we... just tickle me. They're just great. We love oh it. my gosh. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate thank you, Matt. It. And thank you for being here since day one. All right. Well, if you haven't already guessed, there is no guest this week. It's been a month since Riley has been with us, so we figured it was time for a little 
Clubhouse catch up. Nice. Um, so listen, we got some BCC news this week, and we have a very fun story of high strangeness. But I want to check in with Riley because you were on tour with Tommy. I was. Uh, up and down the West Coast. How was the tour, buddy? It was probably the best tour I've ever done. It was Ugh. so, so much fun. Um, we were opening for this band called the Crane Wives, um, who, if you're not familiar, you should look them up. And they have this really interesting story. They were, they've been a band for I think going on like 13 years, more than more than 10 years, and like doing the club circuit and kind of like you know just being a band. And they had um, a song start to go viral on YouTube, and then that sort of triggered a. A YouTube algorithm avalanche, and then they had another song go viral on TikTok, and then all of a sudden, they've just exploded to this new audience. Wow! And it was it was such a cool crowd to play for. It was a lot a lot of like it was a younger crowd. Like a, a lot of people after the shows would come up to us and tell us it was the first concert they'd ever seen, and what? like that was <laughs> how so cool. what a great start. Hell yeah! It's like a lot of the shows were all ages, so like so, like sixteen to nineteen, I think, were the people that were TikTok because also kids. The, the, yeah, TikTok kids because they had the pandemic too, you know. So it's like if the oh, pandemic hit when you were sixteen, you're not really getting out to shows now till you're like oh, nineteen. Oh man, you know? so, God, that fucking sucks. These I know it's crazy. Those TikTok right? teens got ripped off with this. Dude, pandemic. they really did. Yeah, but That's it was just crazy. it was so cool to meet this audience and. and we also it was a lot of a lot of parents were there like with these sort of like 16 year olds and the parents would come up and be like you know i got dragged to this but uh that was really good i really liked that and so it's like okay this is cool we're like kind of reaching both generations here for sure somewhere in the middle Um, you know what riley good music does that man (laughs) you're the star wars of bands now riley (laughs) basically yeah reaching both sides but yeah i mean it was just like it was just such a such a blast and the crane wives are have become great friends and i this hasn't been announced yet but i think we will be doing some more touring with them coming up in 2024 so So keep an eye out for that um but yeah it was just uh it it was like a dream come true like um one show in particular that sticks out was we played the house of blues in um in san diego in the big room i remember when i was a teenager I went and saw Sonic Youth play on that stage. <laughs> and so like to get to now be like, now I'm playing on that wow. stage for teenagers. Like I was like, this rules. This Dude. totally rules. Wow. So yeah, it was just uh it was it was truly awesome. I think we did uh twelve ish shows. We made our way up to Seattle. Um and uh <laughs> then from there the the very next morning at six AM after after we finished tour I uh flew to uh, Indianapolis and in Indiana to do a, a film project with Pussy Riot, um, which yes! was also incredible. What? Um, very, right. tell, very exciting. Tell us about that, man. That's incredible. Uh, that was a, um, it was a protest about the, uh, I, I know we don't really get political on this podcast, but it was a protest that was uh, about the abortion laws that have been passed. It's mm-hmm. a, basically a total ban uh, in that state. And so Nadia, the founder of Pussy Riot, was doing a, uh, she she does these sort of protest art film pieces that are uh, sure. you know sort of blur the line between art and activism. Um, so she uh, staged a protest on the steps of the courthouse there, and we we filmed it and created a, a little short sort of art film music video out of it. Man, um, that's great. It was really cool. It was it was really great. You can look it up. It's called uh, it's called God Save Abortion. So if you, <laughs> just look cool. that up. You'll find it. Great, awesome and- man. Did you meet any club scouts on the road? I did. I met several club scouts actually. I I had the fortune of 
having some list spots in towns where I didn't really know people. And so some people that I've been chatting with on Instagram, I just threw them on the list. And so I got to hang out with uh, Club Scouts like most nights, actually. Oh, that's so, great. Somebody would turn up and because uh, like the whole tour was also sold out. I don't know if I mentioned that, too, which was <sighs> just like so cool to every night just get to play packed rooms. <sighs> um, but so I was able to like get a few people in as, as in each in each city. And uh, that was a great time. It was so cool. Yeah, dude, you got that Bigfoot juice. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure that shit leave, is really that homie. one on the table <laughs> um yeah but yes yes i i brought my bigfoot juice all up and down the west coast <laughs> I love it riley that's so great dude i was yeah, we was were thinking about you man we were like ah oh, he's out there rock starring right now man you you wear it so well, man. You're so you're such a uh, generative, creative guy, man. And to see you sort of not dipping your toes, but fully immersed in this in this rock scene and produce super producing the Bigfoot Collectors Club and shooting videos for with important causes and way to go, man. That's Thanks, off. Man. Yeah, That's thank off. You. I, yeah, you. You know, I'd forgotten how much I missed touring because the yeah. last proper tour I was on was when Spindrift was on tour and uh, we had to cancel and, mm. and go home mid midway through the tour because of the pandemic. And I've done shows, obviously, since then, but I hadn't done like a proper tour, really, since then. It was like, oh, it's so good to be back oh, in the rhythm of this. That's good. It's good to it get again. it right. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was a, a fine return to the road. Riley, you're not just an excellent musician. You are also an excellent performer. So I'm so happy that you got to be back out on the road and be in Aww. front of audiences because... Uh, you're you're great. You're great. Thanks, and, uh, guys. Yeah, congrats, and we're happy to have you back here. Now, I couldn't help. I would be remiss if I left out the fact that mm-hmm. you did stop by a Bigfoot museum while you were on the road. Oh, yeah. We posted yeah, yes. some video on our Something Instagram. I would never do, by the way. <laughs> so, way to go. We were, we were, I think we were in route uh, either to or from Portland, and we were driving through a very small blink and you miss it town called boring Oregon of all places, which is hilarious. Yeah. And I saw a highway sign that said Bigfoot museum. And I was just like, we're stopping. <laughs> like we were, we were sort of in a rush. We had to get to sound check, but I was like, wait, they, like, we're stopping. Like I'm, I'll well, be quick. I promise you guys can you know, pee and get coffee. <laughs> you know whose museum that is? Don't you? No, I don't actually. Oh yeah. Well tell him, enlighten him. Yeah. Bryce. Lay it on me. That is Cliff Barrickman's museum uh, in Boring, Oregon. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Finding Bigfoot. Yes, that's that's finding that's finding Bigfoot's uh, Cliff Barrickman's uh, Bigfoot museum. What he did after the show is he opened up a Bigfoot museum in Boring, Oregon, as well as has a podcast of his own with uh, with Bobo. Yeah. Oh wow! So is that? uh... Is that some sort of rivalry there, Bryce, or is it okay that I stop? No, oh no, oh, not at all. We love Cliff. We've Cliff's had him on the show. The, oh my Cliff god, Cliff has been on, on the, the other show. side. Cliff was yeah, one of our first, yeah, celebrity interviews over on the other side. Bryce had an excellent conversation with Cliff. You know, uh, I'd like to say a little. There are a lot of people I've met in the in the Bigfoot community, but Cliff Barnon is the sweetest, the most thoughtful. Uh, the most grounded and scientific guy in the field. I, we, they, everybody just loves him, and and so do I. So yeah, Cliff's great. And so go see his museum if you're in that area. You know that makes sense because I I had to do like a speed lap, unfortunately, because we were in a rush. But I, you know, I I I went in and I was 
kind of surprised at how good it was. Like, I, and I don't mean, I don't mean that to like throw shade on the whole Bigfoot thing, but I was just like, wow, this is like really well researched, really well presented. It, yeah, it's, it's not a huge footprint, but it's like very dense and like this like great sort of write ups on everything and great exhibits. Like so many artifacts. I was, I wish that I had more time to spend there. It was super cool. Yeah, I think it's in the lineage of sort of Lauren Coleman's museum, as well as sort of the China Flats Museum found in Willow Creek, which is has its own sort of Bigfoot museum there as well. So um, there was man. also a like a, a life size uh, Bigfoot statue with an interactive soundscape that was triggered when you stepped on the pad in front of oh, it. I, love that. <laughs> was, I really, really enjoyed that. What kind that. of sounds? It's like you you like step on this pad and it starts just sort of making like forest ambience, you know, and then oh, I love you that. hear some like distant wood knocks and then you hear some whoops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it kind of starts building up and getting more intense. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is like my I really want to do I've been saying this for years. I really want to do like a Bigfoot forest soundscape that's sort of like the ocean meditations that you put on before you go to bed. But I want it to sound like a Bigfoot is coming closer yes. closer to you in your yes. tent. We're yep. going to do it. Uh-huh. We'll get, yep. It'll happen. Yep. It, it will manifest. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, let us know if you would be down for that. You know, it's just an oral experience. That's all. Yeah. Well, audio well, who's out there, out there, by, out there by that tent? <laughs> Oh my, oh my, I'm being harassed and harangued by this wood ape. Hey, y'all stay away I, from my Daisy Lou. Oh, applesauce, I was just bereft without you. Where have you been? I've been waiting in the tent. And guess what? Ah, gobble, 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 gobble. Oh, both no. <laughs> I was gobble, about gobble, to gobble. say, I don't need to pinch a tent with a tent pole while you're around, Daisy uh, Lou. But you got unfortunately got eaten up before that. So, so this is this is canon now for applesauce that applesauce is a widow of uh, Daisy Lou who was eaten by a now, yes, Bigfoot. Uh, yes, yes, and that's right. he's got you know a very impressive member. That's what also, we also learned. Oh, it's also, it's a canon. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So well, funny. welcome back, Riley, and welcome back, Applesauce. Thanks, guys. Goodbye, Daisy Good Lou. To be back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about microdosing. You know that just right feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower, when you're relaxed and focused and a little energized. Oh, you mean being in the zone. Well, microdosing can help you get into that zone easier and stay there longer. That is the zone I'm talking about, Bryce. And, you know, uh, I I can think of one example. I I had a little microdose before a Tomy rehearsal. And and usually, if if I partake in THC before playing music, the tempo starts to drift ever slower. Mm. But... With the microdose, you know, it's just like I'm just like kind of like really present and in the pocket and vibing, and it's a, it's a, it's it's a great sort of space for expanding creativity and connection and uh, just being in a relaxed flow state. Well, that's exactly right. There are some touted benefits of microdosing, including relieving anxiety, pain, or muscle tension. Or providing a, a little mood boost or relaxation or or just being in the moment. Falling asleep and staying asleep. Boosting focus and creativity. Or perhaps aiding your post-yoked alchemy workout recovery. 
To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code BCC to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com, code BCC. Microdose.com, code BCC for 30% off. Let's get into it. Um, this is old news by the time you guys are hearing this, but we have to talk about, I don't know. So, you know, we get sent so many Bigfoot videos. Mm-hmm. There was the one on the train from a couple months ago. By the way, mm-hmm. on What's Up Weirdo, um, our recent guests, uh, Jessica and John, they covered that uh, Colorado train Bigfoot. No. And oh, yeah. John, okay. being the fucking genius that he is, he went, okay, let me pull. He pulled up Google Maps. He did a quick search in the area for Bigfoot Sasquatch. And there was like a Sasquatch truck rental company that was less than a mile away. Oh my oh, God. Okay. See, he's so, good. He's God, good he's like good. that. Yeah. He's, he's good. good like he's that. He's good. Yeah. So if you haven't heard that episode over on What's Up Weirdo, it was probably a viral marketing stunt for a literally nearby. Uh, truck rental yeah you see my my method is i like to jump to conclusions (laughs) (laughs) yes we all do (laughs) it's the best way to just get to the crux of it and then i work backwards yeah and then i'll work backwards i'll I'll wait wait a minute i'll you know walk myself back it is the quickest way to having fun one way or another (laughs) is if you just jump to a conclusion well let's see what conclusions you jump to with this uh, Cassandra Yorgi at Exemplar.com wrote about this viral video that went up on TikTok. Trail cam seems to capture a good look at alleged Bigfoot's face. She writes, much like fake blood, pretty much anybody can buy some do not enter tape for about 10 bucks and slap it up anywhere they like to fake their own death or a Bigfoot hoax, whatever. And there actually seem to be more laws about manufacturing specifications of the tape rather than about governing its use. I've often wondered what would happen if a criminal taped off their own crime scene because I bet a significant amount of time would go by before anybody started to wonder why there were never any police there. New footage alleging to show Bigfoot tearing up a crime scene scene seems like the sort of thing law enforcement would notice but there seem to be no news reports of the incident, leaving no more questions than there are answered by the mysterious dark figure casually tossing tree trunks. Many believe this display of brute strength must be the result of the legendary cryptid. However, those people may not have seen the Scottish caper toss competition in which stronger than average, but still entirely human men hurl trees to see who can throw them the furthest. So, I took a look at this video. I shared it with you guys. What she's talking about is yep. it's video of a crime scene, allegedly, and you see what looks to be like a Bigfoot with a, I would say, human-looking face. Yeah. Well, it's a dark, mm-hmm. hairy creature. Dark, hairy the, creature. Yep, yep. Lounging around, pulling down some trees, and then swinging a log up into the air and tossing it down the hill. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your initial, what, what is your conclusion that you would like to jump to on this one, Bryce? Okay. Well, at first, uh, okay. So at first I loved this video because I was, I I found myself, 
you know, sort of leaning in and glinting like, what? Ooh, what's going on back there? And, you know, and of course, as the screenshot master, you know, I got to screenshot that face and <laughs> zoom in and screenshot that screenshot and zoom in and screenshot that screenshot and screenshot one more time, which I did. And I love the face. Michael, you pointed out. Uh, I guess I'm getting a little ahead of myself, no, no, which no, I no, normally no. do. You pointed out, which looks like a Haggerty mask from Harry Potter, uh, painted sort of black, you know. Uh, we'll put that up on our Instagram. I got a great shot of it. But what I originally liked about this video, what I jumped to was how easily it picked up this huge uh, uh, tree, this fallen tree log that's got to be, I don't know, at least 10 inches in diameter and sort of chucks it, which seems quite easily. And I was like, oh, I like this video. There's and you there's a few the tree throwing videos going around rearing Go up. <clears throat> yes. Uh, but then I as I'm watching it for the umpteenth time, I, I go, oh, is that a is that a glitch? And I notice what looks like a, what's a possible edit before the tree gets picked up, and I have a problem with that. So it's funny enough, as right before this podcast, I took it to Walker. I was like, hey, I need your eyes, your discerning 12-year-old eyes. Tell me what you think about this Bigfoot video. He watched it. He's like, okay, all right. And then uh, he's like, I'm like, so what do you think? He's like, fake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm like, okay, maybe I got got. What What do you guys think, Riley? I mean, for starters, the the a crime scene is taped with tape that says "police line do not cross," and that tape says "do not enter." So, Ooh. like, uh, right. maybe it was just a taped off area that was construction. But I mean, that's like right off the bat where that's they're so saying good, like, this Riley. is a crime scene. Right. And it's like, well, that's not how a crime that's not scene crime is taped tape. off. Right. Yeah, so there's that, and then I, I I really like this one. It was it was sent to me by uh, my boy Watson. Shout out Watson, um, and um, I really uh, I, I the tree thing kind of got me. Like I got excited when I saw this, and I sent it immediately to you guys, and was it was like this is like one of the better ones we've gotten in quite a while. But oh wait, did I get it from you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I thought it, yeah. I sent it to you guys. No, no, yeah, no, no my, I remember no, yeah. Riley. <laughs> My uh, sorry about my, that. My, Taking credit for something Riley did on the hey, road. Hey, look, I didn't do it. Watson did it. Shout out Watson. He was thanks, to the Watson. Show. Um, but yeah, so I mean, uh, but just like something in me is like, well, this is like definitely fake, but I love it. But I can't say how or why it's fake. Like, I don't know how they pulled off that tree thing. Maybe it was like a very dry, rotted mm -hmm. tree, so it was light, or who knows. But it's, I mean. It's a good one. It's one of my God, favorite ones I've seen in a very really long time. It is really good. The camera yeah. does skip around 45 seconds as that log is being picked up, and there were a lot of people making those comments. And yeah, really great point about the caution tape, but you know what? I think it's us calling it a crime scene, like not just us, but everybody else. Maybe it is mm. just a, a taped off part of the forest where... Right, you know, yeah, they don't totally want could be like a hiking. construction zone or something, yeah, 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 where they just don't want people or in there. Timber zone it says, or it says in the thing at crime scene and destroys okay. area in the the caption of the video, so that. But, but this, I mean, also it's like well, that could just be a mistake. Up, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, what, yeah. That's Squatch Watchers account, doesn't yeah. know. Yeah, right, so right. I don't well, know. I, I like one thing. I like one it. thing. I. One thing I do like, I agree with you. I really like it too. One thing I do like is, is as I was zooming in on that close up of the face, I was like, Mike, you know, if I was standing there with a rifle looking through a scope and I was scared because this thing does look pretty scary. Like I, you know, it is sort of a, a, a haunting figure back there. Uh, 
I don't think I could pull the trigger because that face looks no. so human. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be like, oh, is that a guy? And I caused to, I'd be like, what the fuck's going on? And I'm like, and, and, and so it was a little bit of insight for me, like what it must be like for some of these hunters who do report these things at the end of their scope going like, oh, wait a minute. Oh my, maybe I'm just like, maybe this is probably just a man. It could be the, the stuff that must go on through your mind as you're like b- about to pull a trigger on something like well, that. Well, and I think be, a lot of those hunters reactions are, they don't think it's a man in a costume it just looks so human that they feel Mm -hmm. like it would be murder to pull the trigger yeah that's Mm -hmm. right and this definitely looks like a human face i mean this almost looks like the bigfoot i wouldn't shoot this thing that's what i was trying to say definitely not yeah Yeah. this looks well you wouldn't shoot any bigfoot we know that (laughs) no no (laughs) but um this looks like almost like the uh bigfoot from the six million dollar man which you can look up on on youtube Mm. the old 70s show Mm. um Probably somebody in a costume, but I liked it. It reminded me Wait. of that great. Of course you would, you hoaxer. Yeah, it reminded me of that <laughs> yeah. great skunk ape video where this the you know there is what looks to be some sort of primate pulling branches down off the trunk of that tree in that swamp. Still um, love that oh, right. video. That's a great. Yeah, that's one. a good that's one. Probably yeah. my favorite. So, and you know, I was gonna say too. Um, you know, there are it's it's lore, it's canon. There are some incredible tree throwing videos out there there's one that was taken in british columbia of on a log site and you see the, the you see the logger they're talking and they're you know they're there's a commotion going on and back in the tree line must be like 200 yards you see this fucking tree must be like 30 40 inches in diameter just get hurled like a javelin through the wood line and it tumbles in. you're just like okay okay what the fuck is that you know yeah. Because not even machinery can pull that off. You know what I mean? And like, I'm sorry. It's just like you're you're, you're passing the point of credulity there. But somewhere an engineer is like, I will build this tree throwing machine. (laughs) Right, right. You just inspire the the next generation of of log cannon builders. They're just fire logs out of cannons. Just crazy. There's you might have been you might have been doing some horse math on that one, Bryce. I have to say, but we'll find out. <laughs> well, that's what I'm known for, keeping yeah. it real. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for this week's story of high strangeness. Hey, Club Scouts! Dark December is here, which means that the Wendigo is looking for you. No! Why not hide under miracle-made sheets that not only protect you from bloodthirsty, frostbitten humanoids, but also provide that just right temperature all night long using silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA? Not silver! Dark NASA! Miracle-made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.9... Excuse me, 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. So they won't stink like the kill nest of a snow-covered cannibalistic monster who made some very poor choices in a previous life. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than sheets used by some five-star hotels. Certainly better than whatever rags old Wendy is dragging around. Dark rags. Miracle Miracle sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets, huh? And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one, just in time for the dark holidays. Towels. Ah. 
Go to TryMiracle.com slash BCC to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40%. And if you use our promo BCC at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash BCC and use the code BCC to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash BCC to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one this holiday season. Run from the Wendigo. Okay, everybody, it's time for this week's story of high strangeness. But before we get there, I want to remind y'all to follow us on Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club and on TikTok at Bigfoot Pod. And if you have a story of high strangeness that has happened to you, write into us at Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com and we might read it on a future L Files episode. All right, here we go. Our first Dark December entry for the month. Dark December. Well, we, what if I did the whole thing like this? We have a recurring <laughs> segment. We play with guests. <laughs> Just like when, like even try to go even weirder than the I dog man. I would say about 40 seconds in, you'd be like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. This was a terrible <laughs> idea. Yeah, terrible idea. Can't commit to it. Well, what I was going to say is we have a recurring segment we play with guests called Bullshit or Believe It. And this past year, we added mystery big cats to the list of phenomena. Mm-hmm. For as often as we've mentioned this phrase in 2023, we haven't actually done a story of high strangeness that's centered on a mysterious feline beast. Right. So as the days darken and we journey towards the end of the year, I thought it was about time. Now, that being said, we don't really know what the subject of this week's story was. Some compared it to a panther or a mountain lion, while other eyewitnesses said it was more like a bear. Whatever it was, it terrified a small town in the early weeks of 1954, leading many to wonder if a vampiric creature was hunting the community. Ooh. This is the story of the Beast of Bladenboro. Now, I do want to warn our listeners that this story involves animal mutilations, so it might not be the type of material that you want to discuss on a first date, Bryce. (laughs) Shout out to camp. (laughs) You know, either way. It depends on how the conversation's flowing. Hey, what are you into? (laughs) The Beast of Bladenboro. Mm. <laughs> the Beast of Bladenboro is a feline cryptid said to have measured between 3 to 5 feet long and weigh anywhere from 90 to 150 pounds. Oh, that's not too bad. Not too bad, but as you'll see, it's packing a little punch. It's like Wolverine yeah. on the X-Men. Okay. You know, this thing goes oh. into berserker mode. Oh, shit. The legend began 70 years ago this month in Clarkton, North Carolina, where on December 29th, 1953... Eyewitnesses saw something sleek, dark, and about five feet long attack and kill a dog and run off into the woods. Fuck that. That ain't cool. Whatever the black creature was, it seemingly migrated eight miles northwest to Bladenboro. 
to ring in the new year with a violent feeding frenzy. On New Year's Eve, Bladenboro resident Johnny Vouse, a farmer, suffered a tragic attack at his home. His two dogs were killed by a mysterious predator. My dogs put up a good fight. There was blood all over the porch, big puddles of it. And there was a pool of saliva on the porch. It killed one dog at 10.30 and left it lying there. My dad wrapped the dog up in a blanket and that thing came back and it got that dog and nobody's seen the dog since. At 1.30 in the morning it came back and killed the other dog and took it off. It took off. Sorry, I just... We found it three days later in a hedgerow. The top of one of the dog's heads was... I'm sorry, are you laughing? I hear it. I hear a giggle. I don't no, think this sorry, is funny on. at all. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I'm, my, these are my dogs I'm talking I know, about. I, I, I'm I, trying to get into a space. I sometimes laugh when I get nervous and something's overwhelming, so I'm sorry. All right, as I was saying, the top of one of the dog's head. Oh, no. Well, now you're laughing, sir. <laughs> Farmer boss. Oh, no, now you are done it. <laughs> Farmer Vouse. He's so bereft. Get it? Okay, get it together. Just tell us what happened. Please, sir. Your dogs are dead. You were telling us what happened. I was so excited when you told me you had the giggles. I was like, oh, I, I love the giggles. I haven't had the giggles in a long time. I should poke them a little bit. <laughs> but I didn't need to. I, I had them in me all this time. Ugh. Ugh. We found it three days later in a hedgerow. The top of one of the dog's head was torn off and its body was crushed and wet. Like it had been in that thing's mouth. The other dog's lower jaw, oh god, was torn off. They got my dogs. <laughs> I'm laughing because you approached this quote with like the most A24 level seriousness. I mean, you really did. It was like. It was like suddenly you were playing a character in a Taylor Sheridan show. Yeah, like, I gotta get back to work. I need to find an acting gig quick. It was, it was good. I'm not laughing. It was a very good performance. I was, I was expecting something maybe a little bit more applesauce, and I got like a cold, distant stare in range. your eyes. It's called range. Yep. That's right. That's right. Oh God, Yellowstone uh, casting directors. I hope you're. Hope you're listening to this. He might need a couple takes for breaking character, but, oh, but he's got it. He'll get there. He'll get there. Whew. All right. Whew. Over the next three days, the dogs of Bladenboro fell prey to the beast as more and more residents found their beloved four-legged friends mutilated remains. Some even witnessed the attacks, calling into the sheriff's office to report a large dark panther or bear-like creature on the loose. The sounds produced by the beast were described as... Anybody want to take a wild guess? Ooh, ooh, uh, is it a pig or a woman screaming? A woman scream, say, yes. Wow. That is on the board. Wow. What else? What's That's the other one that cut. we hear? Riley, you took the words out of my mouth, pig. Uh, how about, I'm going to say uh, 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 a screeching howl. No, but yeah. I mean, 
I, I would put that under the baby, the crying baby, a crying baby, mm, Bryce. Ding, ding, ding. Is. No, the old high strangeness soundtrack was at play with the beast wow. of Bladenborough. They said its its voice sounded like a woman screaming or a baby crying. Wow, wild. By, by January third. Eight dogs in total had been reported killed by the monster. An autopsy conducted by the authorities on three of the canines discovered something truly bizarre. The victims had been almost completely exsanguinated. What? Yep, just a few drops of blood left in all those corpses. Police Chief Roy Forrest told the uh, Robesonian newspaper that something was using Bladenboro for their hunting grounds, draining animals of their blood like a vampire. But quickly adding to tamper fears, uh, well, this vampire is probably some kind of mad wolf, <laughs> which is like, wait a makes minute, no a sense. mad makes wolf? No okay. <laughs> wait a minute, worry okay. about that. So you're still saying it's a vampire, but now you're adding that it's a mad wolf vampire. <laughs> I like this guy. Word of a vampiric beast quickly spread around the town as more animals, including a pet rabbit and a goat, were found decapitated, drained, or mutilated. Mm. On January 3rd, Chief Force led the first hunt for the creature, but apparently his hounds were reluctant to follow the trail of the beast, who clearly had developed an appetite for dogs. Yeah. Then, yep. on January 5th, the first human was attacked. <gasps> Mrs. C.E. Clinshaw who was described in the local papers as a twenty, a pretty 21-year-old, was home at around 8 p.m. when she heard her dogs whimpering outside. She went out to the front porch to see what the fuss was about where she saw what she described as a big mountain lion-like creature. It hmm. bluff-charged her, but ran back to the woods when Mr. Clinshaw, hearing his wife scream, burst out the front door ready to defend his beloved. The monster retreated into the swamp, but left behind tracks in the snow, which Chief Forrest described as being bigger than a silver dollar. Not only that, but there appeared to be a smaller second set of tracks. The Asheville Citizen Times suggested the vampire may have a mate. Well, a silver dollar, that's not very big. Yeah, it's not that big, I know. Really, right? That's what that's I was trying terrible, to... Maybe yeah, they meant like, like a silver dollar pancake. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. I was like... Well, silver dollar's not that much bigger than a quarter. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think he was talking pancakes. Hmm. This supported at least one eyewitness claim who told reporters that when they spotted the creature, there was a, quote, a little one just like it running beside it, end quote. So weird. Hmm. On oh, January well, 6th, Mad Wolf. Yeah, a local kid said that he spotted the beast, which looked like a big cat and, wa and wailed like a baby crying. On January 11th, two cars stopped when a cat-like creature with stubby ears and a brown tabby coat crossed the rural road in front of them. So we're kind of getting all sorts of different uh, descriptions here with this thing. It was a slow week, and the news of a bloodthirsty predator roaming Bladenborough made headlines from coast to coast. Local authorities hired professional hunters from Wilmington, who descended upon Bladenboro in hopes of tracking and killing the monster. And soon, many volunteers followed. By January 8th, so we're about a week out here, around 2,000 hunters arrived in the swamplands of the small town, causing unsafe conditions for everybody involved. 
Even fraternity brothers from UNC got in the game, arming up and descending upon the town in hopes of bringing home a black furry trophy for their frat house. Years later, the mayor of Bladenboro at the time, Woody Bob Fusel, told the Greensboro Times, The town was armed with the goddamn teeth! Even small boys carried guns. Chief of Police Ray Forrest and I knew someone would surely be shot accidentally. The Humane Society caught wind that hunters were even using dogs as vampire bait and protested to Chief Forrest. Residents were increasingly wary of stepping out after dark when the vampires seemed to strike most often, as vampires are wont to do. Resident Ev Butler, who was a young man during the flap, would years later describe what it was like during these heightened few weeks. Now, Bryce, I want you to play Ev Butler as the most hardened, dramatic individual who has ever lived in any Taylor Sheridan movie, okay? All right. We didn't live in the town limits at that time, and almost everyone had an outdoor privy. (laughs) To supplement the outside convenience, most houses had a thunder jug. I know you're laughing, but it's a big jug that could be used at night and emptied into the privy during the day. Jesus Christ, you city slickers. That jug got plenty of use during the scare. Can Taylor Sheridan write a new show called Thunder Jug? That you're Thunder the Jug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hear me out, Mr. Sheridan. It's called Thunder Jug. I play a cowboy. I'm very hardened. There's a vampire cat on the loose in my town, and I have to take a shit, but I can't go outside, so I keep filling up this Thunder Jug. Now, what do I do with it? Where does it go? That's where the drama comes in, Mr. Sheridan. <laughs> ah, that's amazing. I love it. I want to star in Thunder Jug. <laughs> now, the flip side to having a vampiric beast kill the town's family pets was that having a local monster was good for business. Bob Fusel was not only the mayor of Bladenboro, he also owned the local movie theater where he quickly started running the 1949 thriller called The Big Cat. A sign outside the cinema read, Now you can see The Big Cat. We have him on our big screen, in Technicolor too. Then there was Dick the Halfman Hilburn, a local celebrity (laughs) who was a former sideshow performer alongside someone named Carl the Frog Boy Norwood. Dick, who had been born with no legs and only one arm, had recently retired from his circus career and returned to his hometown where he entertained locals with skateboard tricks and wondrous feats. He's like, well, that's right, ribbit. (laughs) I know. What happened to Carl the Frog Boy Norwood? God, these are great characters for Thunderjug. Half man and Frog Boy? Come on. Yeah. This whole world is just fleshing right out. It's really great. Uh, Dick also happened to be a talented tattoo artist. Uh, As a man who clearly knew how to capitalize on a craze, he started selling license plates with the beast painted on them to all the hunters who came to town. That's cool. That's fucking As Riley usually, that's metal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's 2,000 hunters from outside your town. Like, that's some good money. He learned a thing (laughs) or two from that circus. You imagine Smart. just you imagine like the old A and W restaurant, the old car hop, just like everybody pulling up in their fucking drugs oh and guns, God. with their with their fucking license painted with a fucking black no. cougar on it. No, they're <laughs> How you doing, boys? 
They're walking, <laughs> they're walking out of the Dairy Queen, and they yeah. look down, and Dick the Half Man is on his skateboard, just painting a playing a vampire cat on their license plate, and then he yeah. asks them to pay for it. Uh, it's good. <laughs> People are lining up to empty out their thunder jugs. Yeah. <laughs> Man, people I lived see. back then. Uh, yeah. You could really sneak around a, a a parking lot and paint those license plates on that mm-hmm. skateboard, you know? Yeah, dude, I would fucking want my pa- license plate painted. Hell yes. Mm-hmm. On January 13th, Mayor Fusel and Chief Force called an end to the hunt by stringing up a dead bobcat on a flagpole in the center of town and declaring they had killed the beast of Bladenboro. The bobcat was apparently found caught in a bear trap in the swamp. And while a bobcat doesn't really fit the description of what the eyewitnesses had been seeing at all, it did seem to let a little air out of the monster posse balloon that had been inflating to an overwhelming size over the past two weeks. That being said, more animals were killed in the coming weeks, specifically Mm. pigs and chickens, which led to a rumor that the vampire beast of Bladenboro and its possible friend we're still on the prowl out there. It seems like the menu changed a little bit. Yeah, you go from dogs to like bunnies to goats to pigs and chickens. Mm, back weird. to dogs. I think they always go back to dogs. Dogs seem to be the main course, sadly. Wow. However, by the end of January, the killings died down and the beast seemed to vanish back into the dead of night, never to return. The mystery of the Beast of Bladenboro has endured to this day. It remains one of the biggest cryptid flaps in North Carolina's history and the mascot of the annual Bladenboro Beast Fest. Well, I should hope so. Even Beast if Fest. the atta- Beast <laughs> Fest. Even if the attacks were real and the perpetrator never fully identified, as Mayor Russell later said while reflecting upon the incident. A little publicity. Never heard a small town, hmm? And that is the story of the Beast of Bladenboro. Man. Man. You okay. Guys, you, guys, you guys don't think Mary Russell killed all those dogs. Do <laughs> I hope not. He did say, he did later say, I think it was probably 10% yeah. real and 90% fantasy. <laughs> I drink your blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I drink it. They found a bunch of bloody, bloody my straws. Straw. Yeah. <laughs> Just to yeah. promote his theater, yeah. uh, you know this uh, this exsanguination thing is is so strange. I had this theory pop into my head as you were or sort of reading this menu change idea. First of all, I love this this and this is I'm so glad you finally touched on on the big cats thing because you know you hear about it a lot. It's secretly moving up the crypto chart. It really is the cryptid chart, I should say. Uh, you know, people love these big cat sightings and this, I've, but I've never heard it sort of coupled with the, this sort of chupacabra blood sucking aspect of it. Exsanguination. Yeah. This is like an early chupacabra attack. You're right. I, yeah. I didn't even yeah. put two and two together on that, but you're a hundred percent. I was thinking more in the terms of like the alien stuff, but yeah, you're mm. right. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. 
weird. And so the idea I had pop in my head is like, you know, when you take a photo on your phone and it gets uploaded to the cloud. Well, what if this this creature is from another dimension or another, uh, you know, universe and, and whatever it eats, it th- this blood that it takes, it gets uploaded into the mothership cloud or whatever. And it's there for, you know, to analyze. It's there to store for the data banks. And this Whoa. creature just goes on a terror and consumes a couple dogs, variations, some pigs, some chickens, some goats. Boom, upload it to the mothership. We're out of here. That is a wild theory. That's I like it. Very, Bryce. very weird and very cool. It's a sampling yeah. device. Well, yeah. where else is All this right. fucking blood going, you know? I don't know. It's really strange. And they would say that, like, and I don't mean to get too graphic, but, like, the skulls of those dogs were, like, crushed. Yeah. And then they would look at the body, and the body had no blood left in it. Mm. That's what triggered me to want to do a real dramatic reading was well, because I, I've been like super in love with my dog this last few weeks. And oh. uh, my, a dog up the neighborhood got got bitten by a bigger dog. Oh, no. and he's the sweetest little puppy. And so, when you know, when dogs are on the getting attacked, I, you know, I got to I got to my acting's got to improve. <laughs> no, your acting was great. I was just expecting you to go broad and you went in the opposite direction. Oh yeah, no, that's what I mean. I owed it to the dogs. Yes, yeah, no, who, it was a, who, who got don't get me wrong. Killed. It was a delight. I wasn't laughing awesome. at your skills. I was laughing at the choice. So much fun. Um, I'm trying to find this quote from the from one of these articles that I pulled up, but basically Bladenborough. The there are no big cats in this area. No, there's not would, supposed to be. That would would match the description. Now I think Carolina used to have Panthers. Mm-hmm. And the reason we have Carolina Panthers as a mascot, but right. it's been 200 years or, or longer. Right. right. Um, so, and the word panther and cougar are almost interchangeable and mountain lion. Like I know, is, Riley, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know why you're the uh, animal expert today, but isn't that <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah, what's, pumas, what words? Inter- pumas and mountain lions puma. are basically the That's same what thing. I meant. Yeah. Puma, panther, same mm. thing. Mountain well, puma lion, and mountain cougar. lion are the same thing, I think. Panthers mm, okay. are not, but I couldn't gotcha. tell you why. Panthers, pumas, and cougars. Yeah, apparently. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Sounds okay. like my dating history, guys. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh man, I love it, man. This is so weird. Uh, I love this stuff. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my first like impulse is like, oh, well, this is like maybe an exotic cat that's escaped or something like that. But then the whole, the whole exsanguination thing is, uh, I don't know. That takes it to another. Another very bizarre place, non-animal behavior, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And think Strange. about what people are trying to describe. They're like, it's like, it's like a bear. It's like a, this thing, you know. They're like having a yeah, hard cat time. Bear. Cat yeah. bear. They're having a hard time describing this fucking creature. That yeah, some people yeah. even thought they were dealing with like a coyote or a strange dog. It, it was, you know, they just didn't know what the hell this thing was. And I think this is a, a situation where, like, the eyewitness. Um, testimonies were like kind of hard to to piece together. You know, clearly mm-hmm. this thing was dark, and it ran around at night. Um, so I think it was hard for people to really get a good good look at this thing. God, I love it. It's so great. Wild. Well, there cool. you go. Great job. Beast of Blainboro. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, great name too. Yeah. You, you know, as we've learned on this show, if you want to stick around as a cryptid, you're gonna need a great name. Yeah. You, yep. See, I like Cat O Critter, but you guys were you boo boo that one. <laughs>
It sounds like a litter litter company. Yeah, the Holly him. That that's another. You know, that sounds more yeah. like a Jack Kirby character. Yeah, Beast of no. Blade, the Vampire Beast of Blade and Burrows. Fucking Beast of Blade and Burrows. All right. Well, thank you for indulging me, everyone. <clears throat> and thank you to our friends who joined us on BCC The Other Side this year. Let's shout out some of our freaky friends, shall we? Woo! Yes. Brady Pershaw. Thank you. Carlos Moran. Thanks, Carlos. Sonia Lenardon. Thank you, Sonia. Sam Babau, Cosmeteer. Thanks, Sam. Welcome. Greg, Cosmeteer. Thanks, Greg. Welcome. Jared Bickford. Thanks, Jared. Deborah H. Thank you. Jen Vahan. Thank you, Jen. Corey Obrecht. Thanks. Philip Davis, Cosmeteer. Thank you, Philip. Welcome. Paul Gates. Thank you, Paul. Demarche. Demarche, thank you. And my other favorite name of the week, McXanthus. Yes, thank you. We're slowly getting caught up to everybody. I think we've gotten through July. We're heading into August, so thanks for- uh, getting there. You just keep signing up. You're doing great. We'll get to you guys eventually. So if you want to be a freaky friend, head over to patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock total access to BCC with three bonus episodes every month, merch discounts, the BCC, well, we'll figure out the merch stuff, guys, the BCC Discord, (laughs) and more. Upgrade to the Cosmeteer membership to unlock three music tracks from super producer Riley, of course. Um, and we're doing more video stuff over there. We, we're back into the video thing. Uh, we had mm-hmm. we had the out there. I think the out there episodes might be become that might be our new like video go to show where we get a one word suggestion. We have a guest and we just go for it in the conversation. Oh, I love that. Like yes, and John. keep the video on. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. I love that. Mm-hmm. It'll love, be like our little love, love. other side talk show, you know? That's yep. kind of how Ooh, I'm I love picturing that. it. Uh, as love for it. me, follow me on Instagram at McMills, and guess what? Strike's over, and I actually have a show to plug. Uh, I'm on a brand new show called Bookie, which is on Max. It stars Sebastian uh, Maniscalco, the comedian. It's about yes. bookies running around awesome. L.A., I am very excited. Uh, I'm in the first episode, which is out now as you're listening to this, or dropping two episodes every week uh, all throughout late November, December. And then um, I think I'm in the fifth or sixth episode. And uh, I'm, I play a character who uh, dresses in full drag. I'm, <laughs> I'm competing all right. with Riley to see who out of the three of us <laughs> Makes the, the prettiest, prettiest looking girl. So I was wondering if you were going to let the cat out of the bag. Well, uh, because I, you shared the pictures with us, Michael. You I was are wondering what that was for. Yeah. Lady. <laughs> I lady. So nah. pretty. Yes, I play. I play a man who likes to dress in beautiful hair and makeup. Um, and it was a total blast to play. It was very transformational for me. I loved it. So check that out. It's a goofy show. You know, it's like pulpy and got a. Li- it's got a little bit of that crime. Noir, uh, but it's a comedy. So um, check it out. Bookie on Max. Uh, Awesome. Thank you so much. Bryce, what do you got? Awesome. Hey, Oppenheimer's out on DVD. Get yourself a copy and uh, look for me there. Otherwise, I'm on those socials. Hit me up this holiday season on Cameo. I've been enjoying leaving you guys uh, messages for friends and family. I'm there. Uh, Michael created a great uh, link tree. Just click it on our Instagram page. Yeah, hit me up as well. Riley, what you got? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm also on Cameo. I'm also on Instagram. I joined TikTok. I'm sort of doing oh, it. I'm giving it a try. Nice. I'm trying to, trying to, you know, 
stay relevant, I guess. It was that Bigfoot video brought you in. That was the intention of it. it now did, you're on, and honestly, now, that actually now was what got me started. Yeah. <laughs> so now that's happening. Uh, you know, and then I have a, I have a YouTube that's uh, mostly ambient animation stuff that I make with computers. Uh, you know, uh, but really, I would say go, uh, go stream Late Bloomer by Tomy, the new, uh, the new album that's out. It's been uh, really well received, and we're very excited about it. We're already working on the next one. Um, so yeah, go uh, go listen to the new Tommy record, uh-huh. and and while you're doing that, check out some of the music videos. There's one for If You Tried. Uh, there's one for the song None that was directed by Julie Pacino. No uh, way. Who's an amazing director, also daughter of Al Pacino, which is just very cool. cool. Um, yeah, so you know, check it out. Check out check out the 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 Tommy cinematic universe. Yeah, and while you're over on YouTube, go give BCC's YouTube channel a follow. We're putting more and more stuff over there. And uh, I think uh, our YouTube might be a fun place to hang out in 2024. So uh, get mm-hmm. ahead of the trend and go uh, give us a follow over there. All right, we're crossing over to the other side to finally discuss the grandfather of all found footage horror flicks, the McPherson mm-hmm. tape. If we don't wow. see you there on Friday, we'll see you back here next Wednesday for a very special episode of BCC. Until then, good night. See, see that's what you're missing. If you're not over there on that Patreon, get over there and go get regressed. Wow, a plug in the category. Wow, that's that's cool. we've really sold out. <laughs> It's the holidays. <laughs> Our bird store shut down. I feel bad with the Bigfoot Collectors Club is executive produced by Michael McMillan, Riley Bray, and Bryce Johnson. Our show is engineered, produced, and scored by Riley Bray. Our theme song, Come Alone, is by Sun Eaters. Follow them on Spotify. Want more BCC? For exclusive full-length episodes every month and total access to the other side, check out patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds 
wherever you get your podcasts.